1: I want to know who found N'Golo Kansai's Duracell batteries again because that man turned back the years to Leicester City in 2016.
0: I know, he literally was all over the field yesterday. I've never seen anyone do so much as Tim. Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Morsh, and my co-presenter, as always. Brad, how are you on this Thursday afternoon? Surprisingly
1: well. I think we could safely say I'm the more energetic one this afternoon.
0: Eh, probably are, but I can always be for gifted a gifted me humour at its finest. Well, that's what we always look forward to hearing about, is your humour. But... However, this is not a comedy podcast, this is a football podcast and we've had Champions League action this week and there's only one place to start and that's at yesterday's games at Stamford Bridge where Chelsea beat Atletico Madrid 2-0 thanks to a Hakim Ziyech and an Emerson Palmieri goal in stoppage time to see Thomas Tuchel's side through to the quarterfinals of the tournament. Athletico did play the last nine minutes with 10 players after Stefan Savic was sent off for a straight red card. What are your thoughts on the game, Brad?
1: I want to know who found N'Golo Kanzai's Duracell batteries again because that man turned
0: back the years to Leicester City in 2016. I oh know, he literally was all over the field yesterday. I've never seen anyone do so much as Tim. Yeah. Absolutely incredible from him.
1: Yeah. And even Venner, Suarez was out of test. By uh, Antonio Rudiger. Suarez couldn't handle it that much, so he went off for fifty-mile minutes.
0: Yeah. But, um, there was an incident uh, in the game where many believed Atletico should have been awarded a penalty. What were your thoughts on that whole situation?
1: I didn't watch this live. Mm. I
0: was too busy being preoccupied,
1: reality. But was this sort of similar to ones we've seen given in the Premier League?
0: Yeah, I've seen them given before, and as soon as I saw that, I thought, you know what, that's an instant uh, penalty and should be given, but I was surprised that uh, the referee didn't give it, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what, I'm actually not surprised because... They just seem to make their decisions left, right and centre. Like and like we've been saying with Premier League incidents, it's a day by day and game by game incident rather than something uh, set. But once again, the Thomas Tuchel masterclass worked in the favour of the Blues and the like we said, they're through to the quarterfinals. Uh, they'll find out their opponents on Friday afternoon, I believe, is when the draw it, is made. So it'll be 11, up, o- 11
1: o'clock on noon.
0: I can never remember, but... Uh, I mean, I'll,
1: I'll get to what I want from that one for Man City. Yes.
0: Um, I've let to go again, though, not really looking good. I mean, I think that's now... I think I saw something earlier, like... Suarez hasn't scored in an in a away game for so long in the Champions League now. It's actually getting quite strange how long he has gone without scoring away from home and Atletico do seem to be on that blip like we've said about them in the league. They seem to be slipping and they've obviously now slipped out the Champions League. Maybe that can switch their focus back on trying to run away with the league title.
1: There's
0: potential for that, I guess, but...
1: Uh, they'll be massively disappointed because people, I think, would have had them as favourites before all this.
0: Yeah, or one of the favourites winning the whole tournament. Uh, the other favourites and current champions Bayern Munich, who also played yesterday, beat Lazio two one with the Robert Lewandowski penalty and an Eric trouba moting goal fifteen minutes from time. However, Lazio did score a late consolation goal thanks to a Marco Parolo. Uh, eight minutes from time, however, it meant nothing c- considering Bayern Munich had already scored six on aggregate over the two ties. I mean, it's just easy for them, wasn't it? It, it was always going to be. Yeah.
1: I mean, no one really thought Lazio had yeah, much of a chance, but they're them for trying.
0: Mm-hmm. Lewandowski's now scored 39 goals this season in all competitions and it's just an unreal feat for Levitt Dusky. I mean, I don't even know what to say about him anymore. You do run out of superlatives for him, considering how crazy and consistent his goal scoring reign is at Bayern Munich. His
1: hair's going to be outrageous, though.
0: I mean, I'm not one to talk. Well, <laughs> <Right>, yeah, that's <laughs> what to say. But I mean, that's lockdown for you. Not a lot you can do. Hmm. Uh, the status
1: of mine is now currently Zach Efron High Musical.
0: Which one? One or two? Or three?
1: It's one and two. He has that like, boneless ball they would got.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Elsewhere on Tuesday, the other English side that got through were Manchester City after beating Borussia Mönchengladbach 2-0 on the night and 4-0 on aggregate, with Kevin De Bruyne and Ilkay Gundogan scoring the goals early on in the first half for Pep Guardiola's side in a tie that saw them win 4-0. Again, easy game for Man City yeah. Uh to just mm. doing what they've been doing the last few months yeah it's just, just straightforward as again was
1: expected They they scored the two goals they needed pretty early on and you yeah, know much again back didn't have
0: enough to get past them mm. uh,
1: yeah.
0: Guardiola side can still go for the quadruple whether they will do it is another question this season but uh, he is certainly still up for grabs. And the final game that's taken place in the final team to go through were Real Madrid after they beat Atalanta 3-1 on the night and 4-1 on aggregate with a goal from Karim Benzema, a penalty from Sergio Ramos and a Marco Asensio goal six minutes from time, uh, a minute after Luis Muriel did pull one back for the Italian side. Karim Benzema, is, he's still so
1: really good, isn't he? It was weird that this conversation came up only just this week. Mm. He's still been doing it for a few years now.
0: Yeah, he does it at a consistent basis. And I think because a lot of, well, obviously Ronaldo and Bale have now left, the attention in that Madrid team has seemed to have fallen off the forward. So Benzema himself, and it's gone on to the midfield, the defence, and obviously Eden Hazard who has missed yet another game through injury for uh, Zidane's side. But Benzema is just quietly going under the radar and still doing the job that he needs to do.
1: Yeah, and that's what Real would have needed, if Mm. anything.
0: Yeah, it's definitely helped them along the way in uh, both the league and cup competitions this season. So like we said, the draw will be made on Friday afternoon uh, with the teams that are qualified are Juventus. Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> no, sorry, Porto. That was my bad. Porto, Dortmund, Liverpool, PSG, Real Madrid, Manchester City, Chelsea, and Bayern Munich. I didn't, realize
1: you, I didn't realize you were at that Porto press conference and that asking questions. <laughs> like, the disrespect you've just shown to them. Yes, that was my bad. Do you want margarine? Draw right now.
0: Go on then. What are we going your... at
1: this from the media perspective? The scenarios, the story angles. We must get Chelsea versus PSG
0: for the Thomas Tuchel derby.
1: We must have Dortmund versus Man City. I'm trying
0: to remember what the other ones were there. So by Munich, uh, you just said. But who Liverpool, do you want Porto to no, face? I
1: Liverpool must face Real Madrid.
0: For the Chevy Alonso derby?
1: No, just for revenge. the Ramos and all that stuff.
0: And that means you want Dortmund league. to face Porto?
1: No, I said Dortmund Man City. I thought you said Bayern Munich, Man City? Actually, no, that would make more sense.
0: Yeah, so you said Bayern Munich versus Man City. I was going off
1: what people were on. So, it, uh, yeah. No, behind, behind against Man City sounds way more better. Exactly. But uh, obviously... I'm just going it is to destroy Man City, to be honest.
0: Well, yeah, but we want him to get as far as possible in the tournament, and we don't want him We want Holland destroying the quadruple. Oh, that would be dreams. What dreams are made of? Uh, we do have Europa League action for... The English sides tonight, uh, Arsenal this? are playing against, I've completely forgotten who Arsenal are playing, Olympiakos, Tottenham play Dynamo Zagreb and Manchester United take on AC Milan. A reminder of the f- scores in the first time, Man United versus AC Milan is 1-1. Sorry, sorry, Arsenal...
1: We have to mention the Europa League because Man it. No, I'm just
0: mentioning it because it's... I don't think we've ever done that before. No, we've never mentioned the Europa League. We generally, genuinely haven't. Okay well this is the first There's a first time for everything it's Arsenal and
1: Le- Man United go out tonight there, there will be no mention of the Europa League ever again <laughs>
0: Arsenal lead Olympiacos 3-1 on aggregate And Dynamo Zagreb are losing 2-0 to Tottenham On aggregate in their game uh, With the quarter-finals draws for that Also being made tomorrow After the Champions League draw has been made Right um, He's
1: coming back to horn you yeah? Hmm. So Latin is going to come back and
0: haunt you I doubt that Although he is back in the squad uh, We have some Premier League action To look forward to this weekend On Friday evening We get underway at Craven Cottage Between Fulham and Leeds Leeds currently see 12th place In the table 10 points ahead of Fulham Who are in 18th But like we've said before Scott Parker's side are starting to look Decent and putting up a good fight to uh, be in a bit to survive and could do something this weekend in this game, I feel. Um, definitely not an easy win on the cards for Leeds, you'd have to say. No, I feel like people would rate
1: Fulham more with this, given Leeds' inconsistencies. Yeah. But it, it, I fully believe draw is written all over this one, in a way. Okay.
0: On Saturday, we're on the
1: predictions day yeah.
0: Yes, on Saturday we have the one game in the Premier League between Brighton and Newcastle. That's at eight o'clock uh, from the Amex. This is a real six-pointer, considering if Fulham win on Friday night, this game could potentially see well. Newcastle will be in the relegation zone if Fulham win, and uh, a point shared wouldn't be enough for either side realistically. So you have got to say. Both teams have to win it but I, I'm not even too sure who I'd say is the early favourites looking into this game
1: for me it's pride like that win against Southampton was massive to them
0: it's, yeah and this is
1: it's it's more than a six pointer you think so I know I so being around this situation you beat those around you
0: it, it feels massive mm. it gives you that momentum to start building yeah. on a run. And it's a confidence booster. Definitely. Um yeah, I think I'd g- agree with you. Give Brighton the slight edge in this one heading into the game. And then on Sunday we have two games to look forward to. At three o'clock we have West Ham versus Arsenal from the London Stadium. West Ham are in fifth place on 48 points. Arsenal in 10th on 41 I don't know how to say, call this game it's Obviously West Ham or Manchester United where they lost 1-0 Arsenal, we don't know if Lacazette's going to start um, Not Lacazette, sorry, Aubameyang's going to start Or is Arteta going to keep him drop like he did last week in the North London derby And obviously with Arsenal playing tonight in the Europa League What changes is he going to make there And then looking forward to Sunday afternoon's game I think then, if Arsenal lose this game, you can definitely write off their top six, seven hopes. Oh, I did that ages ago. Really? I mean, there's still a chance for them to get top seven. I mean, they're only five points behind Everton at the minute. Uh, So they could still get it. You never know with the form Everton, and you never never know what. Villa are going to do for the remainder of their games and speaking of Tottenham versus Aston Villa they close off this weekend's fixtures in the Premier League at 7:30 on Sunday at Villa Park uh there's four points between the two sides heading into this game though Villa do have a game in hand over Jose Mourinho's sides how are you feeling heading into this one
1: I don't really know to be honest it's weird I should be worried Mm. Given Tottenham's form against not-so-called big clubs. Yeah. But uh, I guess the best way to put it is the melting pot is in the centre. And now we're throwing in the spice that is Villa's current form. The spice that is Jose Mourinho. Mm. And then the red-hot-ghost chilli pepper that is Mike Dean.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, has there been any confirmation of whether Jack Grealish would be available for this tie yet? or
1: I've, I've heard nothing as of recording, but I, I, I don't know what to think on it anymore. Just because nothing concrete seems to come out on it. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll find out from the England squad announcement
0: Grealish's current injury part. But that's the end of the show yes uh rich gareth southgate has announced in the last few minutes as i'm recording but like you said we'll get it later you, we also we also have fa cup action to look forward to this weekend bournemouth i would look forward to you who will not be giving issues well oh, i won't be watching it i'll be doing other stuff on saturday and sunday uh bournemouth play southampton at quarter past 12 on bt sport for this first tie obviously there's a division separating the two sides but there is obviously the rivalry with how close the two sides are to each other but you gotta say it's not as easy as some may think for Southampton to win it considering uh how the uh, Bournemouth are doing in the championship I know they're just outside the playoffs at the minute but a game like this you're gonna be fighting up for and to Beat your rivals, and obviously Southampton's poor runner form in the league might uh, hinder them a bit into this cup competition. Though, on the reverse side, this break from league action, a win in this, and they could kickstart their league again to boost their momentum up a bit. So, it's going to be a close call, I think, in this game. Yeah, it
1: adds, it adds a level of intrigue to it, and neither of these two teams have been to Wembley and quite a while
0: uh southampton's about well, three four years ago for the semi-final in the if we're not talking uh, cup Cop- it, Cop- 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 competitions it's when they went to play well yeah but comp- competition wise southampton they were obviously there for the carabao cup final against man united about three four years back now and they i don't know if it was the same season or the season after they got to the fa cup semi-finals where they lost to chelsea And Bournemouth, I can't remember, the last time they got played at Wembley in terms of the cup competition. Uh, The second game on Saturday is at half past five, again on BT Sport, between Everton and Manchester City. If this was a league game, it would be very interesting uh, game to watch. Man City, obviously, are in incredible form. Only lost one of their last eight or nine games in all competitions. And look phenomenal, Everton... Again, the ups and downs, and uh, it's the first FA Cup meeting between the two sides since the 1980-81 quarter final, with Man City winning 3-1 in a replay on route to the final that year. How are you looking at this one? I'm going into it.
1: I feel like this is just Man City to lose again. Hmm. I don't feel in the wrong in saying that. Yeah. Because. Well, man, since you're in the later stages of any competition, you're going to rate them pretty highly as
0: favourites. Yeah, and I think they, especially, I think Guardiola will probably play a strong squad. I think if Gundogan is doing and what he's still doing the beating, Yeah, if Ilkoi Gundogan does what he's been doing over the last few months, I think it's going to be hard for Everton to try and stop them from scoring and him putting on another great display. On Sunday, we have two more ties. At half past one, it's Chelsea versus Sheffield United on the BBC in the United Kingdom. Again, you got to say this is Chelsea's for the taking. Sheffield United are in awful form. They're obviously under a new caretaker manager for the rest of the season. Chelsea are still unbeaten under Thomas Tuchel. I think all these cards are just writing yourself for an easy Chelsea thrashing here.
1: I wouldn't be surprised that even fresh
0: but I don't see Sheffield getting something from this. No, I mean Chelsea have won four of their last five FA Cup ties against Sheffield United, with the first such between the two sides uh, since 1992. But you've got to say for me, Sheffield United aren't going to have any chance in this game, and then the final game of the FA Cup quarter final again it is on the bbc and five o'clock and that comes from the king power stadium as leicester city hosts manchester united uh on paper i think this is going to be a really close game i'm not too sure which side will win it but um i don't even know how to call this game i think it's going to be quite close depending on how man united do this evening against melan in the europa league and what side he goes for there will be interesting i think more revealing of what we expect uh, for the game against leicester on sunday evening
1: yeah still feel like is should be winning it whether they care about care about it or not
0: yeah i think they do want to break this who do of becoming like cup competition like quarter finalists semi-finalists and not actually getting to a final and winning a trophy under Solskjaer and I think they will want to break that voodoo as quickly as possible and obviously this is the perfect time to do it in this cup competition Uh, they definitely have a chance of going through and winning the whole thing but again it's just what Manchester United show up on the day right uh we have uh you to
1: do the predictions league now, yeah. Pretty simple list this week, not many fixtures, obviously, in England there's any notoriety say or in Europe. That matters, it was quite a tough pick. But we start with Fulham against Leeds.
0: Um, I'm gonna go Fulham to win this game 2 1.
1: I have 1 1. Okay, game two. The relegation six pointer between Brighton and Newcastle.
0: Uh, oh, I don't even know how to call this one. I think it's gonna I really do see this being as close as can be. Um and for that reason I'm gonna go one one. One 0 Brighton. Okay, and the final game from England? West Ham versus Arsenal um well with Jesse just lingard coming back into the side i'm going to go for a west ham 2-1 victory and i will match you
1: in 2-1 west ham
0: okay and the three
1: wild card games starting in italy this weekend
0: sees roma take on napoli oh that is gonna be a very very interesting title to... Keep an eye out for, and I'm going to go with a Desmond 2-2 in that game. 2-1 Napoli. Okay, game number five.
1: A pretty big fixture, taking place in France this weekend. It's
0: Lyon versus PSG. Is this game still going ahead? Because there was rumours the other day that PSG had to shut down I don't know whether it was the men's or women's teams they had to close their facilities due to uh, COVID cases. Consider
1: on. I came up with this on the Thursday morning
0: it, it it was on when I last checked it. Okay let me just do a quick check because I know this was meant to be a tie between the two si- uh, uh, women's sides at the weekend and like it, got ca- the sta- it got cancelled. The standard, of, the standard of the rest of the fixtures isn't very good compared to this one so let right, me we'll just have a quick. Do do do. Is it still going ahead? Yes, seems like it's still going ahead. Um, I'm going to go with PSG to win. 3-2. I say
1: 2-0
0: PSG. OK, and... The final game for this weekend, we have first
1: versus third in the Turkish Super League. It is Besiktas against Fenerbahce. Um,
0: is uh, Besiktas top? It is. I'm gonna go Besiktas to win two one, just because. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm going to say
0: to all. Okay. So that is the predictions for this week's sorted. A reminder that you're on 80 points heading into this week's games, and I'm on 114. Now, before we come to uh, the Did You See That? We'll head over to the world of women's football. And this week, Everton. Announced that goalkeeper Sandy McGeever had signed a new contract until 2023. And yesterday, Manchester City announced that Demi Stokes had signed a new contract with the club until 2024. We've also had some games being played yesterday for us on Wednesday. Chelsea beat Everton 3 0 with goals from Melanie Leopold, Panilla Harder, and Fran Kirby for Emma Hayes' side as they continue their charge for the title. Man City put three past Bristol City with Sam Mewis, Ellen White and Caroline Weir getting the goals for Gareth Taylor's side as they keep on the pressure with the top of the table. Brighton and Hove Albion beat Aston Villa 2-0 thanks to Aileen Whelan and an Anessa Kargman penalty nine minutes from time as Hope Howells gave themselves a bit of breathing space at the bottom. And the final game that has happened was between West Ham United and Birmingham City, finished 2-2. Emily van Egmond and Katerina Sitkova scored for West Ham, whilst Emily Murphy and Ruby Mace scored for Birmingham City, with Ruby Mace's goal coming with the last kick of the game, and what an ending to it it was. Uh, We still have Manchester United versus Arsenal to take place on Friday evening at half past six. And also earlier on this week, Manchester United announced a game against West Ham United the following week. Uh, So the 27th of March will take place at Old Trafford. Uh, So that game is to kick off at half past 11, which is some great news in the world of women's football. Elsewhere. England, Lionesses have announced a couple of more fixtures. Go on, I'll let you shoot in. No, well, I had a joke for Arsenal Manu, you, but carry on. Um, so they've confirmed that they have two more games to come up. Uh, we already knew about the one against Canada, but that has been confirmed for later on in april the 13th and before that they will travel to france to take on the french national side on the 9th of april in Cane and the game against canada will take place at the britannia stadium in stoke so we'll finally find out if they can really do it on the cold windy night in stoke yes and that is all the stories from the world of women's football as far as i'm aware yeah i just, just need to ask a question how are you going
1: to choose a sport on tomorrow night I don't. You, you, no, you can't go in as a neutral I do Pick a side Nope Disgraceful. Um Enough of that, it's time for Oh,
0: yes, it must be I do not believe what I've just seen Very interesting oh. Something weird is going on So, I'll hand over to you for this section
1: of the podcast. You, you look you need to laugh. Didn't you need a laugh? You seem really down there. No, I'm fine. That's all right. I know one man who can make, well, actually, two men that can make you laugh. One of those is the great Michael Richards. Mm-hmm. So obviously, not many of us were watching the CBS coverage of the Champions League last night, but they were doing Bayern because, judging by the background. But anyway. There was something that happened last week, if you'd have seen it. it, was Jamie Carragher talking about how Liverpool might potentially have a chance of actually winning the Champions League. We mm. just followed Michael Richards saying, what do you mean? And then just Carragher just finishing Richards. But like, well, you wouldn't know what that feels like. So <laughs> but this week, Richards popped back <laughs> in the best way possible. And it was all set up. Assisted, you may say, by Peter Schmeichel,
0: the Great Dane.
1: Please, why was he wearing a robe and a crown?
0: Because they had this thing of you're allowed to be king or queen for the day, and it was Peter Schmeichel's turn to be king for the day.
1: He was in the same room as Alex Scott, who played the king.
0: Yeah, but she was presenting the show, yeah. which was really yeah. strange. as She presented the night before as well, but because Kate Abdo wasn't there.
1: She presents the one show. She's more than qualified.
0: Yeah, no, I was just saying I'm used to being a like pundit rather than hosting the games. perhaps no because I like Alex Scott a lot.
1: She proved how much of a legend that she was just from what Peter Schmarkel had laid up alley-oops, you may say. So he talks about how the CBS crew should be allowed to bring their medals with them to work. Great idea there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does Alex Scott do to start with? She pulls out her Champions League medal? She pulls out her Champions League medal and her MBE. <laughs> Which is incredible. Feat. Cue the, cue tried Mark after from Micah Richards. It's beautiful as it
0: is. The only English then, to win the Champions League, I may add, for uh, the Arsenal women, Alex Scott. Interesting fact. But what does
1: Micah Richards go and pull out? Well, he can't bring out his Champions
0: League medal, but, as we figured out yeah, the week before. Because,
1: but he can put out one thing that Jeremy Carragher will never have. A Premier League winner's medal. Oh, 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 oh. Just mm. lies it out on the desk and then just looks at Carragher and says, that's the closest you will ever get, son. <laughs> <laughs> just puts it over his neck
0: and then starts to the try laughter again. Oh, absolutely brilliant there. I do, I've seen a lot of clips of that CBS crew and they do seem to have a lot more fun and jokes than what you see on BT. We don't, again.
1: we don't get this over here. Like, yeah. the American coverage is so much better and they, they
0: analyse sheets. It's because they don't have the
1: boringness of the presenters that we've well, I'm not, we I'm not here to listen to Robbie Savage endlessly talk about how great this sound player is. Show me how good he is. Analyze it on screen. Please
0: don't, just get rid of Robbie just Savage. It's not, not Robbie Savage then. <laughs> I'm not listening to anything Robbie Savage said as he played in the worst Derby County side ever.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> so your opinion is invalid. Any more? Oh, there's many
1: more. I've gone in this week. So I'm going to bring the second person who I know can make you laugh. Just like the last. And his name is Ray Hudson.
0: I do know the great Jordi commentator. Not personally, obviously. Well, midweek,
1: Barcelona played Huesca, I believe it was.
0: Monday night it was, in La La
1: Liga. So, Lionel Messi does what Lionel Messi
0: does best. And scores a goal. Scores
1: a goal. A very good goal.
0: Beautiful goal it was.
1: But I think it's going say Ray Hudson really enjoyed it. (laughs) If you haven't seen it. Bright yourself, headphone users. Beware wary.
0: Lido disappears. Battles ah! it off the post and bounces it home. Wow! Wow!
1: It wasn't even, It wasn't even that big.
0: <laughs> Honestly, Ray Hudson just needs to be brought onto Sky just for uh, his commentary because I love hearing Ray Hudson do commentary.
1: It's the scream. That makes it but it's the lines that he's uttering afterwards that i'm um, body so he also utters the lines he needs the, this is to lay Messi. he needs help like a shark needs a dentist <laughs>
0: uh, imagine a commentary duo of peter drury and ray hudson you don't get that from my entire life. <laughs> that is what dreams i made of. Peter Jory, who is obviously synonymous for his great commentary on World Cup goals, and it just oh, any time you hear any of his commentary it's just pure spine tingling. The hairs on your whole body just stand up, and then Ray Hudson with these weird analogies, but brilliant analogies at the weird, same time.
1: Weird analogy? He said something else in the same paragraph, what he was getting at. When are you ever going to hear Martin Tyler say, an electric eel covered in Vaseline.
0: Oh, that's his, one of his most favourites. Uh, <laughs> saying that he's like an electric eel covered in Vaseline, obviously meaning that he's too quick and slippery to catch and handle, which is, it's weird, but when you think about it, an electric eel in Vaseline, you wouldn't be able to catch it because they are slippery anyway because it's an eel, and add Vaseline it makes it even more slippier.
1: I'm not actually sure I wanted to think about that, to be honest. <laughs>
0: It's a great analogy, I think. Uh, do you have one more for us? I do.
1: this You're going to love this.
0: You've probably seen it. No. I mean, I had seen the yeah. other one. But... We, we both
1: dabble in a bit of the Sky Sports Super 6, don't we? Uh, yes. So last night, I had it on Not right at the end because I always like to see. I... They're about to announce a 250,000 jack point winner. Jackpot, not jackpot. I don't know why I said jackpot. The nerves got me. The jackpot went. They were about to announce him, but what goes and happens in the ninety-fourth minute?
0: Emerson Palmieri scores the yeah. second goal for
1: Chelsea. Two distraught faces in the studio A sub poor fan lost two hundred and fifty thousand pounds.
0: I mean, just how gutted must you feel?
1: Just a quick show, was it you because you did go quiet last night
0: <laughs> no it wasn't i did have actually have a good evening uh in terms of super six i got 14 points i got norwich nottingham virus bang on I got two points for chelsea athletic and madrid because i predicted one nil uh i predicted by munich would win three nil they won two one birmingham reading i got the scoreline correct but the wrong way around sheffield wednesday huddersfield i got bang on with uh 1 1, and I predicted Blackburn would beat Bristol City 1 0, but it was 0 0 in the end, so not bad. But not I actually got the same, but Birmingham um, City obviously ruined that, so fuck them. Yes, but that is it. But did you say that? Well, I have one myself. Um, so, so yes, we spoke about it prior, prior and you said you forgot ah, about yes. it. So there was an incident in Bulgaria the other day where a game was taking place. Uh, I believe it was amateur level. I don't even know what I level it was. Sunday uh, A foul was given, and the referee had decided to card the player. Which I mean, I think for the foul, if you'd seen it, well, deserves I
1: it. I the foul when I saw the clip. So um,
0: I judge it. And then the team that the player was booked for got so angry they started chasing the referee around the pitch. He then had to flee the pitch and run into the car park after getting chased by the players of the team and management staff as well. I was like, if that isn't the most Eastern European thing you could ever think of, I don't know what is. Was that, uh, I was watching it. I watched it and then
1: just at the aftermath, I was thinking, did he make it out
0: live? No idea. We'll never know. You just expect... Uh, at the end of that when he starts running the Benny Hill music to come on. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Oh. Right. Um before we finish, as we said a little while ago, Gareth Southgate has announced no, his squad. Before we get to
1: because I want instant reaction on that, but I just wanted to talk about the potential merging of Belgium yeah. and the Eredivisie leagues.
0: Yeah. That so
1: that is so weird if it
0: happens. So what has been announced uh, for what I'm gathering is the professional clubs in Belgium have proposed to merge with the Eredivisie clubs from 2025. Um, I think it's the TV rights in Belgium are set to run out uh, the season before and that's why they want this potential merger to go ahead. Uh, So what it would mean is that obviously I think the top teams in Belgium would join the Eredivisie and make it Maybe like a 20 to 24 team division, a bit like the Championship and Premier League over here. Not too sure how it, the rest of it would break down.
1: It has good potential though. Yeah, it's. Throw Ajax, Ajax, not Ajax, Anderlecht,
0: Bruges, other teams. Royal Chaloir, um, Maastricht, I think, are in Belgium as well. get you very knowledgeable, the Belgian leagues. Yeah, so. I'm not too sure what that would then do for the UEFA seed. So, like, teams going into the Champions League for that coming season before they do merge. So, yeah, it's going to be...
1: changing it with the Conference League coming in, so no one really knows at the moment.
0: <laughs> plus, the Champions League is apparently set to be changing, I think, the season before that, the 2024 season. That, that happens as well, yeah. Yeah, so that is all a lot of more change that could come up. But it's definitely one to keep an eye out for the future in terms of uh, how that progresses. Uh, And There's no account, obviously, whether that would happen in the women's leagues as well. But uh, it does seem to be the slow start give ahead for the men's league. So as we were mentioning before, the England squad has been announced and I'll run through it now. I've just seen more players in it. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> the, three, the three goalkeepers are Dean Henderson of Manchester United, Sam Johnson of West Bromwich Albion, and Nick Pope of Burnley. Obviously, uh, Jordan Pickford isn't in, in it as he's ruled out with injury. The defence are Ben Chilwell, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Reese James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Minks, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, and Kyle Walker. Showing no cancer. Nice. Again, how many fullbacks is that? One, two, three, four, five fullbacks.
1: Yeah, we carry on. We'll analyze it. When we're
0: Midfield, he has Jude Bellingham, who owns his first call-up to the first team. Phil Foden, Jesse Lingard, who's been recalled for the England team for the first time in two years.
1: Mason oh, Mount,
0: a first call-up for Calvin Phillips, is it? Or was it a second call-up I mean, for Kelvin? I think it was second or third. OK, uh, Declan Rice and James Ward, prowess the free-kick maestro. And then the forwards are Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Bakayas Sacco, Raheem Sterling and Ollie Watkins. Decent squad, can't complain about it too much. Oh, I mean, I'm mean, not...
1: It's just missing a Jack edition in his Cancer. And I a mean, target, not... interestingly. I mean, I'm not going to watch the England game, but all games... Like, That's not an awful squad. We could pick out names that probably would miss out because of injuries.
0: Sam so... Johnson would usually miss out.
1: Yeah, I mean, good place for him getting in it. He has been pretty good, I think, for West Brom.
0: Yeah. It's not like he's been the worst mm-hmm. good player but uh it's because the West Brom are doing bad and the three games for England that these are,
1: okay. are okay. For, <laughs> for the
0: 2022 World Cup qualifiers that obviously takes place in Qatar and the games that England face are San Marino, Albania and Poland uh, the group games or the games start on the 25th of March when England uh host San Marino Then they head to Tirana to face Albania on Sunday the 28th of March and it accumulates on the 31st of March when they host Poland at Wembley Stadium. Right, go on.
1: Yeah, just looking for this. Let's be honest, how is Eric Dyer still anywhere near it?
0: He loves Eric Dyer.
1: Yeah, but realistic world. in ahead of him. Yep. There's there's three right-backs in there, isn't there? Although it's weird because he might play that three at the back again. If so, Kyle Walker's pretty much
0: centre-back. But in my book,
1: Mings shouldn't be in it. It should actually be Konza.
0: Yeah, out of the two Aston Villa defenders, I would definitely go with Ezri concert over Tyrone Mings because I think Mings has made more mistakes recently and hasn't looked as good as Esri Konza has.
1: Hmm. Mings has still been all right. Look, like, he's not been as bad yeah. as it's been completely made out, but he's... It's not. Oh,
0: yeah, it's not having an awful time, but out of the two Villa yeah. defenders, you would lean more, as a Villa fan and even as a neutral, you would lean more towards uh, bringing Esri Concert into it rather than uh Tyra and Minks at this current stage. But then again, they should both be in it ahead of booming, uh Eric Dyer, so I don't know how yeah. he's gotten into it.
1: Yeah. And midfield wise, let's be honest, for two, maybe. Maybe three or four of them probably won't make the Euros. <sighs> for <If we're> being, <laughs> really, being realistic, Ward Price isn't. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah Kelvin Jesus Phillips Bobby isn't. Shouldn't go. And I don't think Jesse Lingard will go.
1: you have got to think who's missing that Anderson, Grealish.
0: Mm-hmm. Is Henderson gonna
1: one? be? Is Henderson gonna be even fit in time for the Euros? No one really knows, do they? So.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Forwards-wise, I don't know. I think there's probably Sancho as well. Yeah, which is well. I mean, I know he's injured, but it's surprising to see Jude Bellingham included, not because of his age or anything, but apparently Dortmund didn't want to him to go because I think he might have to quarantine afterwards after getting back I because of they, the yeah, I of they said they Germany. I thought they didn't want him. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah, I thought that was the whole thing. But obviously, Southgate has managed to convince <laughs> Dortmund. And Hans Joachim Watzke, I think, is the Chief Technical Director at Dortmund, to allow him you know, to join. Well done, Arnie Watkins. Yeah, thoroughly deserved. He's been uh, incredible for Aston Villa since joining in the summer. Poor Patrick Bamford. I mean, I, I know who I'd choose out the two. Yep. Right, that is it all for uh, today. Um, I don't think we have anything else to talk about, unless we have missed anything. Uh, we will be better there. We will be back at the start of next week uh, to review all the action in the FA Cup, the Premier League, and also the WSL and wider world of football if anything else does happen and until then make sure you like, comment and subscribe if you are watching or listening to us on YouTube make sure you give us a 5 star rating if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and download us if you are listening on Spotify or elsewhere and until the next week it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Brad see you. and goodbye from Ray Hudson <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you soon